This episode of The Lutheran Cartographer is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook with your trial of their service at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 42. Welcome to The Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where I explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we are going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to talk to Pastor Matthew Nix of Christ Lutheran Church. Pastor Nix, welcome to the show. Nice to be with you. All right, so help orient us geographically. Where exactly is Sioux Falls in South Dakota? Sioux Falls is on the east end of South Dakota. If you know the interstate system, we are the intersection of I-90 and I-29. All right, good deal. So now tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up there in Sioux Falls. I was placed here actually out of the seminary. Um, went to the seminary after I'd been out working for a while. My wife was not excited when I first introduced the idea to her. She was very happy where she was and didn't wish to give up our former careers. But after a while, she had opportunity to visit one of our seminaries to take a sign language course. And about halfway through that, the opportunity for me to be a pastor was not the worst thing she could see. I see. That makes sense. So tell us a little bit more about where you've been in terms of uh, before you got to South Dakota, where were you in the country? Okay, I was born in Minneapolis, um, lived a couple places in Minnesota. My parents are both out of Grand Rapids, which is northern Minnesota, and lived up there for a while. I've lived in northern Illinois and central Washington State. Most of my life was in central Oklahoma and then the seminary in St. Louis. I did a vicarage for a year in Toledo, back to St. Louis, and then here. I see. How would you compare some of the other places you've been with Sioux Falls? Uh, when we met in person, one of the things you mentioned was how, how much less crime there was. What are some of the, could you say more about that and maybe some of the other contrasts that, that you noticed? Okay. Um, compared to the seminary and my vicarage in St. Louis and Toledo, Ohio, um, yeah, much less crime here. It was kind of interesting when I was talking with one of the people that I was going to meet with when I came here to look for a house. They were talking about how far things were from everything and how bad some of the crime is. And I get here and you can get anywhere in town in 20 minutes, probably 23 now that we've expanded. Um, and the crime, when I first moved here, there really was not a place in town I would not have trusted my wife and child to be any time of day. Now, I've become accustomed to the lack of crime, and over almost 30 years, crime has increased a little bit. There's probably a few places that I would not encourage my wife to go in the middle of the night. St. Louis and Toledo, just very much a lot more crime. When you got here, you didn't hear. Here, if a murder happened, you heard about it forever. In St. Louis and Toledo, you didn't hear about murders unless it was some famous person, some new unique way of doing it, or multiple people. I see. Any other things that you noticed as kind of big differences between Sioux Falls and some of the other places you've been, or is is that the main one? Uh, that was part of it. 
Sioux Falls, very much a family-oriented town. Um, as far as raising a family, I think it's the best place to, to have, have children and be able to raise them. Um, again, not a lot of crime. Um, pretty conservative in general, although you get a lot of the more liberal aspects of life coming in at you from some of the colleges and just some of the other people around here. But it's not bad. It's nothing that you can't deal with. Um, I like it up here opposed to Oklahoma. Part of the reason I did not care for Oklahoma was I like the seasons. And in central Oklahoma, you really don't get them. Um, here you get you get most of the seasons. We are kind of flat here, but you still get the scenery. There are places to go if you like hiking and stuff. And if you want to take a couple days, you just head out to the west end of the state to the Black Hills. Excellent. All right. So now we've started to talk about it. Let's dive a little more into what are some of the best things you think about Sioux Falls. You've mentioned family friendliness, the the seasons. What other things would you say these are great things about Sioux Falls? They're becoming more friendly to bicyclers. And this last year, I started riding a bicycle most every place I go. Um, they've got a nice trail system, and they're starting to get the roads where they have bicycle lanes and stuff. So that's not bad. If you enjoy the winter seasons and enjoy snowboarding and skiing, we do have a ski hill in town here, which my children, when growing up, enjoyed it, but they also enjoyed mocking it and how small it was, especially after they got to go out to Colorado and ski on real hills. But after a while, they finally understood that this was pretty good because if they lived in Colorado, they all closed down when it gets dark. Our ski hill is fully lit, so they can finish school, get to the ski hill, and still ski for about six hours because it didn't close until 10 o'clock. Um, also, we have scenic areas. Like I said before, we had We've got state parks and stuff that you can go out if you like camping and hiking and stuff. We also have our namesake downtown, the falls, which over the past 30 years, they've done a really nice job of cleaning up and turning it into a pleasant tourist attraction. Um, it's kind of nice just to go down there a couple times a year during the different seasons to see the waters flowing, to see the ice hanging over the falls and stuff. Just kind of friendly that way. Great. What are some of the challenges to living in Sioux Falls? The challenges are we're big enough to have most things, but there's a few things that they just don't have. So you've got to travel about five hours to the next, well, I guess three and a half down to, uh, to Omaha or about five hours up to Minneapolis if you want to do theater and some of those things that they do have a little bit here, but not much. Um, they have decent restaurants here. If you wanted to go to something that is outstanding, you wind up going to one of the bigger cities or something. Okay. All right. So now let's talk a little bit more about being Lutheran in Sioux Falls. I noticed that when I was there, there were a lot of Lutheran churches all over the place. What's it like being Lutheran there? It's definitely different than when we lived in Oklahoma, because down there they said Lutheran what? And we're as apt to connect it to Martin Luther King Jr. as Martin Luther. Here, you're right, loads, loads of Lutherans. Um, the unfortunate part is we get grouped in with 
the biggest Lutherans because they're the biggest ones here, the ELCA. So when people see anything that is done by the ELCA, they also assume that we are doing it too. So unfortunately, we get lumped in with some of the theology and practices and stuff that are not our practices and our theology. Okay. But other than that, not bad. All right. So say a little bit more about the challenges of being in a place where people are more familiar, most familiar with the ELC and just, as you said, kind of lump you in. What's your approach to that or your congregation's approach to that pastorally? And how do you encourage your parishioners to navigate that? Encourage them to hold fast to where they are. Um, we are a very traditional conservative congregation and we don't apologize for that. When people come to visit, we ask them where they're from. So first of all, we kind of have a ballpark idea of what their concept of Lutheran is, Lutheranism is. And then we just share with them that this is who we are. These are our practices. If you have questions, we'd love to sit down and visit with you. But these are the practices. So if it's going into the service, we don't have time to talk at that point but we try to encourage that we would talk. Um, our members out in the public, we encourage them to live who we say we are and to be kind to other people, but stand firm for what they believe. Absolutely. Now let's talk about what it's like to be raise a family there. You've mentioned that it's a great place to raise a family. Say a little bit more about why that is and what your experience was as a parent in Sioux Falls. Okay. We have six children that are biologically ours. We recently adopted a young child, special needs, deaf. Um, he's almost going to, he'll be eight this fall. So he was six, almost seven when we adopted him. And we do have other foster children. The lack of crime is a great thing because you don't have to worry about them getting in as much trouble as like when we lived in St. Louis or Toledo. There were physical concerns when we lived there if they went off and did stuff. We needed to know where they were all the time. Here you don't need to know that quite as much. You like to know as much as possible, but through the network of other parents and stuff, you usually have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Um, there's also hospitals. Um, for the size of a community we are, we have two wonderful hospital systems and a good VA hospital also. So if there is a broken arm or a concussion or the list of things you have with multiple children, it's easy access and good care. Um, it is that Midwest nice, I hate to say it that way, but it is for the most part. So you're not going to have to worry about someone not being nice to your children and you don't have to look at every car that goes by and wonder. Um, also, we're a very diverse community. We have a number of different cultures that have moved here. Some immigrants, some not immigrants, um, some from all different parts of the U.S. And so the children get a view of the world around us. Um, I had a son that moved away from here after he got out of college. And the town he moved to, he did not care for because it was not very culturally diverse. Mm -hmm. It was everybody looked and talked kind of like him. 
And he, he missed the opportunity to visit with people from a different culture and see what life is like in other places. So here you, you have that opportunity. Okay. Say a little bit more about what the educational options are like for families in Sioux Falls. We have a public school system. Most places do. It's actually not too bad. We also have a Missouri Synod um, Lutheran school that is now preschool through high through 12th grade. There is there is a Wisconsin Synod, actually probably two. They've got one that's been established school system, and I think it is through eighth grade, if I remember right. And there's another Wisconsin Synod school starting up over the past few years. We also have a non-denominational Christian school system, and then the Catholics have a big school system here. Okay, so it sounds like there's lots of good options there for families. And there are a number of people that do homeschooling, so that is always a good option if you have the patience to deal with your children all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I would, I would strongly advocate for that option. All right, so now let's talk about some of the hidden gems that you'd recommend, or not so hidden gems. If somebody, if you've got a friend in town, what are some of the maybe one or two restaurants or one or, and one or two activities that you'd say, ah, you got to check this out? Restaurants? I don't know which one I would pick. There's, there's, like I said, there's a number of good ones, um, and there's always opportunities, regardless of what variety of food you wish to eat. Um, one of the places we always take them is down to our namesake, the Sioux Falls. And we do the sightseeing down there. The positive or not so positive is from there, you can also see the state penitentiary up on the hill and Smith Smithfield packing house just down the down from the falls. So you, you, you get our best and our not so best all at one shot. All right. Um, if it's if it's winter, I would take them out to um, Great Bear Ski Valley, which also has family tubing and stuff so there's always whether you're an avid i like to ski and snowboard or if you just like to slide down a hill and bump into things we have have that opportunity also more so now again since i started riding bike the bike trail is always nice to go to okay so i know that you don't want to maybe pick just one or two uh and say these are the absolute best but just off the top of your head maybe what are some solid options for for eating Okay, um, probably Grill 26 is a American food, pretty decent. Um, Minerva's is the bigger name in town. It's kind of a fancy. Um, across the board, my children like, um, oh, now I'm going to pull blank on it, Mackenzie Pizza. So there's, there, there's three that are pretty decent. Fantastic. Let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. If you are out raking leaves or doing other fall chores as you get ready for winter and you don't have anything to listen to if you've already listened through all the episodes of The Lutheran Cartographer, I'd recommend checking out an audiobook from Audible. You can go ahead and sign up for their free trial, which comes with a free audiobook that you get to keep even if you decide not to continue with their service. If you're looking for a book to check out, I'd recommend Luther's Bondage of the Will. He said that this was one of his most important treatises. If you're not in the mood for a theological book, though, you have a plethora of options to choose from from Audible. 
Get the free trial offer today at lutheran slash audible. Let's get back to our guest. All right. So now let's talk about something that we, we also talked about in person, and that is South Dakota's response to the coronavirus. And it's been really remarkable to see, to contrast South Dakota's approach with the much more draconian approaches of many other states. Tell us a little bit more about that. And if you think that reflects the sort of social political uh, attitude of South Dakota in general. I think the behaviors of our leaders does reflect our general population's um, thoughts and stuff. Um, Very open. Um, Our governor, who has made numerous news and other channels around the U.S. here recently, did not really do much. She let the people decide, okay, if you want to close down, you do. If you don't, you don't have to. There never was a mask mandate, and you get people that gripe one both directions on that. Um, probably the closest thing she did to closing down is when Smithfield had its big blow-up of cases, and we were one of the number one places in the U.S. They did do a over 65 and compromised health stay home order by the governor. But, and that, but that was only for the two counties that are immediately affected by Sioux Falls. So the rest of the state, as far as I know, the governor didn't put any other real limitations on within our city, our mayor, they did do a 10 patron rule for a while But that was for bars, restaurants, casinos, sporting venues, places of entertainment, and I'm forgetting one other, but it wasn't for everything. Um, Churches were never told to close down. Most of the businesses were never told to close down. Now, many did just because of health concerns, but many did not. Yeah, I... It was very interesting for me when I walked through uh, downtown Sioux Falls how there was a diversity of how people approached it. Like some businesses uh, were insisting on masks, some weren't. It was it was very refreshing as opposed to the the more kind of all across the board approaches that many other people, many other places have taken, which was interesting. We, we had visitors come through yesterday from Texas, and they were astounded at the park that almost nobody had masks on. Mm. So, and I wasn't. I mean, I, I, I enjoy that. I mean, if you use common sense and you keep your distance, you play nice and stuff, are some people going to get ill? Yes, but same thing happens with the flu and everything else. So you just, you need to be cautious. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the culture of South Dakota. One of the things that we talked about with uh, Pastor Worm up in Brookings was a contrast between uh, East River and West River. What would you say to somebody that's maybe thinking about moving to South Dakota that they really, what should be they be aware of in terms of the your thoughts about the general culture and what sort of person fits in well in South Dakota and especially in Sioux Falls? Okay. Um, Overall, our culture is fairly conservative, fairly let me make my own decisions and do what I wish to do. Um, In the larger cities, it's 
a, becoming a bit more liberal, a bit more wanting to control how people do things. In Sioux Falls, you had some good-sized groups that wanted to have more rules put on us during COVID. Um, out in the country and stuff, not so much. You mentioned the difference between East and West River. West River, much more sparse as far as population. So, and the people out there are much more independently minded than East River is. Um, if you don't mind flat land, Sioux Falls is the place to be. Um, there are things to do there. Like I said, the hospital systems and stuff are great here. If you like more outdoors activity, probably the west end of the state, because we have the Black Hills out there, is the place for you. Um, but again, it both, both are going to be similar in mindset. And when you hit the bigger cities on either end, the, that mindset's going to change some, but not immensely. That makes sense. All right. So now as we start closing out the podcast, I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to talk about any of the things that you'd like to send our listeners to, whether it's your church's website, places to follow you online. Where would you like to send our listeners? Our church's website is Christ Lutheran Sioux Falls, or Christ Lutheran Sioux Falls org, And go there and look, and you can find out who we are. Um, we Again, as, as a congregation, we're a very traditional conservative congregation. We were one of the few that did not actually close down at all during the pandemic. We have a population and a size of a facility that allowed us to do social distancing without saying, okay, you're only allowed to sit here, here, and here. Um, we did, made a few modifications on how we did a few things, but we're getting back to normal now. And even the modifications we made were not that great. If you're looking for a church in an area that is more conservative, I know you're from out west. Not, not known for our conservatism out here, unfortunately. <laughs> Life is a lot different here than it is on either one of the coasts. And again, best place I've ever lived to, to raise a family as far as I'm concerned. All right. Excellent. Pastor Nix, thank you so much for your time today. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? I think it's good that you're listening to podcasts like this that give you a little glimpse of what it is in different areas, because I think we get this concept of where we are, and we don't necessarily look over the fence where the grass may or may not be greener. Um, it's nice to be able to say, you know what? I do like where I am and I want to stay here. Or if not, to be able to use tools like this to be able to get a little bit of a glimpse of different areas so that, you know, if a move is in the future, you're not moving blindly. Absolutely. Thank you again. God's peace. Thank you and God's blessings. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. A quick correction on Christ Lutheran's website address. It's www.christsuefalls.org. And you can find links to their webpage and to all the great things that Pastor Nix mentioned in this episode at the show notes page, which will be lutherancartographer.com slash 42. 
I encourage you to check out that Audible offer to get that free audiobook that you get to keep at lutheranchartographer.com slash audible. Also, make sure you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or on Stitcher. That way you don't miss an episode. While you're there, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave me a rating and a review so that more people can see the podcast. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.